I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players, and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Well, that was a heartbreaker, huh? All right, let's get this link tweeted out. I didn't do any of the stuff I normally do before I go live. Open up the box score. That game was that's an inexcusable loss. I we'll we'll get into it. I'm gonna start the show in just a second here, folks. Uh where are we? All right, got some people in here, so let's get it going. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well that's good. Oh, I don't like to say things like inexcusable loss a lot because I think that stuff gets overused and where do you go? <coughs> oh my God, I'm going to die. Um, no, not dead. Okay. Let's start again. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Uh, I don't like to say things like inexcusable loss a lot because I think that stuff gets overused and uh, uh, like where do you go from inexcusable? It's like must win game. Like, okay, they lost. So does that mean... We just go home now and stuff like But to me, this is an inexcusable loss. Uh, you beat this team in Vegas. You come back twice on them. You're two and a half minutes away from at least getting three out of four points against, uh, you know, two of the best teams in the West and the Jets and uh, and the Golden Knights, and you blow it. You just absolutely blow it because you got outworked down low. Uh, the failed clears, the just little battles, all night losing little battles, uh, just came back to kill you. I thought the Flyers were good in the offensive zone tonight, but in their own zone, I thought both teams forechecked well and d- did things to win battles But uh, in, in on offense. But the Flyers defensively were just, uh, I mean, getting out muscled in front. Uh, like, I thought Gostas Bayer played one of his worst defensive games in a while. Uh, just way too many turnovers in their own zone. I, I, I just thought of this as an inexcusable loss. This is, if standings-wise things go poorly, these are two points, or at least one point, I'm going to look back on and go, this is where they blew it. Um, that's that's my takeaway from the game. Just wanted to look at a few things here. Uh, where's Philpola? Yeah, 1748 for Val Philpola. Uh, that's like Matt Reed played very well, 621. Scott Lawton, 907. Uh, that's that's nuts to be relying on Michael Roffel, 1446. Like you're not relying on your better players. You're asking Valtteri Filppula and guys like that to just do more than they're capable. And I know we harp on the same guys over and over, but it's not. Uh, and I thought, man, I I thought um. I thought Andrew McDonald had been playing better recently, uh, and I kind of liked the pairing with him and Sanheim. Um, 
of all the things they could possibly do. I thought you this maybe gives you the best uh, the best six for what they have right now. Um, but it's no shock that that's the line. You know, it's 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 Valtteri Filippo, it's Andrew McDonald, it's these guys getting beaten in their own zone. Uh, yeah, you ask. You know, Andrew McDonald only played 1648 tonight, which is uh, because you're only asking, you know, Sandheim to play 14 minutes. Um, but it also means Radko Gudis, 1810, Brandon Manning, 1805. You're just asking too many guys uh, who aren't up to it to play uh, to play these minutes at this point. I just thought this – I'm very frustrated by this game. You know if you've been watching a lot of these – uh, individual losses and even a couple in a row don't really get to me because this team tends to lose in bunches. And uh, overall, since, like I keep saying, since December 4th, they've still been overall very good. But this is one of those losses. Um, absolutely, tomorrow night when we record BSH Radio, I'm going to be talking about. And we don't talk about individual games all that much. It's more like groups of games and narratives and what we've seen in the last week overall, not so much one game. But the issues in this game, I think, really define the issues that this team has had uh, when they haven't been able to come away with the right results. Uh, that's really all I have tonight is, is, is absolute, uh, absolute freaking frustration with what I saw there tonight. Uh, I thought they showed they showed some fight being able to come back, and to his credit, I'm not going to put it this all in like the Flyers blew it. Uh, to his credit, um, Marc-Andre Fleury, 38 saves on 40 shots. Um, Golden Knights only mustered 29 shots. Like, that's the thing is that when the fly – you're not good enough because you're not going to win a ton of – with the Flyers' holes. I'm, I'm trying to put a whole sentence t- together here on the fly. That's why I'm like stopping and starting. Uh with the Flyers' holes, uh, we've seen when they play poorly, they just lose 3 nothing. Um, when you, for the most part, outplay a team, and I'll say that's what happened tonight with 40 shots on goal, 60% of the face-offs, um, you can't afford to lose these games. And you see Vegas's power play is two for two. You know, you just absolutely have to stay out of the box. Uh, that too many men penalty was questionable. Um, Yes, it's too many men, but it wasn't someone involved in the change. It didn't look like who got called for it. it I don't know. But it, it, it's the other on the other end, you can't have seven guys on the ice. So um, that's that. Uh, the Travis Sanheim high sticking. You know, you got you just got to be more responsible. And you know it's these little, little things that are the difference between playing and not uh, with the coach having trust in you and not. No, it's not fair that he treats the young guys differently. Uh, than he does the older guys. But that's just the reality of the situation. And if you're going to go out and in a tie game, uh, take that kind of a penalty, this is what's going to happen. You know, uh, it's not fair, but you have to be more, resp- you're at all times responsible for the stick in your hands. And uh, you, you just can't be unaware for even a second. Um, I. I'm just I'm frustrated tonight, guys. I really am, and I'm usually I'm I'm usually not all that frustrated uh, after just one loss. Um, where do we go from here? 
All right, I'm just going to open it up to you guys now, see what you guys thought about this game, what you're thinking going forward, whatever, because all I have is just extreme frustration at this point. And um, uh, th this was a winnable game. It, it, yes, Vegas is very good, absolutely. Yeah, they got out, and when they score the first goal, they have a great record. Um, but to allow them continually to battle back the way they did after you tie it up, you have momentum going your way, and then something happens, just uh, – I, I just – Inexcusable losses is, is all I really have to say. I'm going to scroll up and uh, see what you guys have to say. Someone's already saying bye bye playoffs. I, I'm I'm still not I'm still they're not missing the playoffs, but this one was frustrating. Ghost looking better on the back end as season has gone on. Give him a shot on the penalty kill. Um, if for nothing else, to have some speed on the penalty kill, to have somebody who can handle the puck. Like, it's – it's if they don't have a clear – if they don't have, a, like, open space to clear it, it's a failed clear every time on the penalty kill. Like, someone who's a little bit decent with the puck on his stick I think will go a long way. And Ghost can win some races to lose pucks. It seems like the Flyers – whether they're up a man, up a man, or down a man, when it's a 50-50 puck, the other guys get there, and like it, they just need like, especially on the penalty kill where you're playing some guys who aren't that high skilled. You need to win these races. You need to get to these loose pucks. Uh, I just think using Ghost, even if it's not every single time, even they have you know, just do it every now and then, see if it works, and then go from there. Um, Question how much you want to play a guy. He is an undersized defenseman. It's a he it's a heavy workload. If you're going to use him on power play one, use him on the penalty kill as well. He's your top pair guy at five on five at this point. Question of how much um, how much ice time you want to give a guy. But at the same time, you got to use your best players the most. That's just what it comes down to. Your best players are going to win and lose you games. Don't put the Val Terry Philpolis and the Andrew McDonalds of the world in position to lose you games when you have better options. So I wouldn't I wouldn't hate it at all. Another late goal, yet another trouble getting puck out of zone, not just the D, but the forwards as well. Absolutely, Philpola on that clear. Uh, it, it, it's, it's everybody. It's absolutely everybody. And I thought a couple guys, especially early on, uh, a couple forwards had, had weird times with the puck. Uh, trying to get it out of the zone. Um, trying to think. I think it was Nolan Patrick. Maybe I'm thinking something totally wrong here, but I think it was Nolan Patrick had a failed clear, and I think Giroux had a turnover at the um, near the near the top of the zone. Um, didn't result in goals the way the other ones did, but it's just a it's a cumulative thing. Like you you turn the puck over enough, trying to leave your zone, they're gonna get one. Is Lundblom snake bit or what? Poor guy. Jesus, I don't know what he has to do. Uh, he is maybe, I don't know if it's because I'm looking for him, but he's one of the standout guys every night, and the puck just won't go in. Like He's one of the most noticeable players on the ice every single game, and he just can't get one. Hextall talked about Elliot coming back, and it isn't worth it. What, what isn't worth it? Having Having another goaltender? Gutless and leaderless for five seasons. Yeah, that's that's the issue there, Max. You're right. Yeah. Got outworked on that last goal. Yeah, I hate to talk about um 
I try to leave effort out of things because it always looks like the team, you know, that made the play is trying harder when it's just no, they executed. Um, but on that, on that, uh, yeah, on that last goal, it was just they were relentless in their pursuit and, and eventually, you know, made the play. Uh, it was definitely. I, I tweeted, I said, this team just effing works. And that's the one thing anyone who's watched a single period of Vegas hockey has come away thinking. Uh, they are just looking to skate and outwork you at all times. And they absolutely did uh, on that on that last goal, without a doubt. Philpola had at least one point in the standings on a stick, and he turned it over beyond frustrating. Yeah, it's it's um, it was a rough one. Bill, do you think this team plays not to lose in critical moments? I don't know. They were pushing play most of the game. Um, I would have been happy if that game got to overtime so I could see where that thinking could come in. If you can get at least three of four points, you want all four. Um, if you can get at least three of four playing you know, the Jets and Golden Knights, you take it. Those are two of the best teams in the West. Um I don't know about not to lose. They in other games, absolutely. I thought they were pushing till the end in this one, but they just gave up the big play. Worst penalty killing in a season I can ever remember. Yeah, I I, I just don't know what they can do at this point, other than I they don't seem interested in firing Ian LaPerriere. Uh so I, I I don't know why, um, you know, who hasn't at least been tried on the penalty kill on this team. I Maybe you need to play Giroux there more, but you're already in the mode of let's lessen his workload. But in the clutch, he's got to do it because he's one of your best players. Um, you know, I think they should use Raffle more. Uh, you know, Reed is in the rotation now. I think that helps, but it's uh, it's there's so much wrong with this penalty kill. It's not even – it's, you know – you give up two goals on two, on two attempts tonight. It's there's so much wrong with this penalty kill. Last year they seemed happy to just blame it on the goaltending. You know, Steve Mason. We all know he had the bad, uh, bad, bad save percentage on the PK. But I mean, this has been a, a lasting issue no matter who's in net for multiple seasons now. So it's it's just a it's just a problem. Amac, good screen on the good winner. Morozik had to push him out of the way. This team net front defense has been a problem. They're either doing nothing or screening their own netminder. They're either just leaving guys wide open or making it easier for the other team to score. How did Jake do with the puck on his stick? Minutes ticking down. He got it into the zone and was looking to make a play with like three guys on him. He did pretty well. My remote almost went through the TV after Konechny didn't shoot on the two-on-one with G. Um, I think G absolutely should have shot. The way he's shooting right now, his 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 um, if there's any goalie in this league, Drew knows he can score on its flurry. Like, uh, uh, yes, that that um, that Konechny pass was incredibly frustrating as well. But I want G cutting to the middle and shooting. I want him doing that every single time. Boom inside. Back to the blocker side. I don't, you know. They need to miss the playoffs because they will do absolutely nothing. Yeah, all right. If All right. 
then just stop watching now. It's like, if you don't want to see more hockey, stop watching now. Philpola also hasn't scored in 24 games. Hackstall benches wheel. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, still taking epic class, collapse to miss the playoffs, but blowing games like this make it a bigger hill to climb. It absolutely does when you have at least a point in your sights and, uh, you know, you just throw it away. Watch Brian Elliott come back in the playoffs and kill it, calling it now. Hey, listen, that'd be awesome. I just think that this team's issues are not goaltending. No matter what kind of goaltending they get in, night in, and get night in and night out, this team's issues are their second and third pair defensemen, their third and fourth lines not contributing. That's the problem with this team at this point. Philpola had the opportunity to clear the zone. He failed. This loss is on him. Listen, there's a lot of things that went wrong in this game. It's not just the, the you know, the Philpola clear, McDonald's screen. There's a lot of things that went wrong in this game. Um, you know, not finishing. You know, that connect me play, the Giroux to connect me play. Lots of things went wrong in this game. Um, but, yeah, that's the situation you're in at that point. That puck has to get out. It doesn't. Boom, they score. Wayne Simmons getting beat along the wall by Belmar, leading to a goal. Uh, yeah, it was um, – they that team is really good along the walls. They won, they win a ton of battles, um, and that's that was the story of the game tonight. Wrong people on the ice is an understatement. Wrong coach, too damn concerned about playing half-assed vets who can't play worth a damn. Um, yes, but, you know – your top two lines can only play so much. And with a minute to go, he had an all 21-year-old line of uh, Patrick centering, who was it? Um, Limblom and Konechny with uh, Provorov and Sanheim on the ice with less than two minutes left in the game. So, I yeah, but he does play them. It's just a question of they don't have – they just don't have the depth at the moment. Three two to a very good team is not bad. It's not about the final score. It's about how they got there, and how they got there is by uh, failing to make the plays they needed to make and making critical mistakes at the worst possible time. How does Philpola get more ice time than Lawton? Glad we want young players. Yeah, it doesn't make sense what they're doing. Um, I do. I don't have as much of an issue. I want Lawton centering the Simmons and whatever guy we have on that wing that night, Raffle, Wheel, whoever. Uh, I want Lawton on that line and getting legit third line ice time. But I understand splitting up um, the two good wingers and the more effective center between your third and fourth lines just because we saw how bad a uh, – a Philpola, Laterra, whoever line would be, you know, are we looking at 
you know, Phil Palula, Reed at this point. Does anyone want to see that? I don't. Um, and I'm watching the Phantoms the other night. It looks like they have a couple of guys who could come in and steal jobs right now. Um, you know, Mike Vecchioni, Mikhail Vorobiev, uh, Albe Kubel, all those guys look like they might be more effective than the NHLers at this point. But we know if it's not an injury, we're not going to say him. Do you think Simmons was brought back too soon? He seems a step behind. I think he's been a step behind most of the season. That said, he scored one of the most clutch goals of the season right, to tie the game back up. Um, but I think he's been hurt since, like, November. Is I really believe that. Like to see Sanheim on power play too. Uh, go to the two defensemen setup. Philp isn't making plays. Saw this early in the season. Uh, kid had a shot, and him and Prove can make plays up top. Would also help getting play off the boards where teams are pressuring them into constant turnovers. Yeah, I, I, I the way they utilize power play too and try to set it up the way power play one is set up. I've I've had a problem with for a while because the reason power play one works the way it does is because you have Claude Giroux, uh, one of the most power, most effective power play distributors in the league. That's why power play one works. Um, you don't have that luxury. Uh, the reason Philpola is on power play too, I guess, is because you need two centers on a power play. You have Couturier and you have uh, yeah, moving Couturier to the sec to the first power play this uh, this season, you're now down a center on power play two, so you have Philpla out there with Patrick. You have two guys who can take the face off. Uh, I'd rather they have more guys who can make plays and you know win battles and create scoring chances, but that just doesn't seem to be the way they do it. Um, this was I wanted to look this up. Let's give me a minute. I want to see. I forget which part of the box score lists this, so it might take us. Is it event summary? Yes. Right. Yeah, I got to see how many times Provorov missed the net tonight. Two shots, uh, none were blocked, four misses. So he had six attempts, four didn't hit the net. Uh, for all the talk we had about Ghost missing the net so much last year, I swear to God, nobody misses the net more than Ivan Provorov. It's constant, and it's frustrating. I would give Sanheim, if you want to stick with, one defenseman on the on the second power play. I would give Sanheim that opportunity right now. I just think um, Provorov has improved his offensive game from last year, but I just don't know if I I, I don't know if his his complete game. I do believe he will turn out to have a better, more effective, full complete game career than Gostaspare or Sanheim, but just as running the point on the power play, I would like to see Sanheim be given that opportunity because, I, you know, what's the difference at this point? Was the second unit not going to score? They're not scoring already. Um, I want Provorov out there. He's your number one defenseman. You reward certain guys with uh, power play time. I get it. Um, that's why I'm not opposed to going two defensemen, even though I really, really just would rather go four forwards because – the other team's down a guy. Try to get as much firepower out there as possible. Um, but given the Flyers' lack of depth, maybe having two defensemen is still the most firepower 
they could possibly put out there. But the way they run the second power play is crazy to me. I think they need to try to capitalize on players like uh, on on Nolan Patrick's strengths and Travis Konechny's strengths, which are different than, you know, your Giroux, Wayne Simmons, Jake Voracek, you know, that core. There's no defense for no defense. That's about right. Haxtell needs to start counting on his young players. I was glad to see Patrick connecting Lindblom, Provy, and Sanheim on a shift. I'm sure they would have done a better job defensively than the current third line. Watching Philpola just skating around on that last goal from Vegas was mind-blowing. Hashtag free wheel. Would love to get Jordan Wheel back in this lineup, even just as a fourth liner, because um, – this team just needs more skill on the ice. They just need to put as much skill as possible on the ice, and uh, they haven't been doing that. Um, yeah, the way they're using Philpola as like a shutdown guy, uh, it just seems so obvious to me that Lawton with Raffle and Simmons would be so much more useful in that role. And the way uh, I realize you want, uh, you know, you have you have Patrick, you have uh, you know who's a rookie, you have Limblom, who's in the first 10 games of his career as a rookie, and Jake Voracek, whose best attributes are, you know, in the neutral and offensive zone. You might not want to use them as a uh, shutdown line, but they would have to have better results than what they're getting right now. Is it too much to ask not to have AMAC, Manning, and Philpola out together for the PK? I, I don't think that's too much to ask at all. Um... And it's usually Laterra out with uh, those three. So as a four-man group, it's just not good enough. There's not enough skill. There's not enough speed. Even though you're just killing a penalty, you have to win races. And when you get to the when you get to a loose puck, it has to get out of the zone. And those guys just uh, just aren't good enough to do it. My frustrations are with Sanheim playing well, and then he will be gone when Haig comes back, who we miss. Um, I don't know for a fact if that's true. He'll have to do something with the defense to um, to keep him up here, at least with the with the 23-man roster. But I don't necessarily think it's definite uh, that Sanheim, especially if he continues to play well, is going to be sent back down. I think bringing him up and kind of telling the coach, hey, yeah, Johnny Oduya, he's out. Like, we, Charlie O'Connor and I were talking about it, uh, I believe, on BSH Radio last week or maybe on some of our Patreon content uh, that we recorded on Friday? Uh, one of, something like that. Uh, we were talking about how Johnny Oduya, like, if this entire organization's defense got hurt, Oduya could play. But I feel like the GM is kind of like, yeah, you're hurt, aren't you? Yeah, okay. I'm hoping they don't make the playoffs so Hackstall is gone. He's terrible with young players. Which young players is he terrible with? Because that's not true. Um, he's misused a couple, but he's stuck with Nolan Patrick. You're seeing the benefits of that. Uh, he's got Limblom up on the second line now. He's got Travis Konechny up on the first line. Ivan Provorov is your number one defenseman. So is Shane Gostisbehere. Uh, Robert Haig has been used all year. Now Sanheim is back in the lineup. Like, he plays the young guys. It's, it's it's a fake narrative that they don't get ice time because last year he sat a couple of young guys for a couple of games. Um, and if they miss the playoffs, he will not be fired. So you're hoping to just miss the playoffs, which is silly because you're supposed to be a fan, which means you want to see them. 
win games and get into the playoffs. So they're not firing the coach if they miss. If they lose every game from here to the rest of the season, they're not firing the coach. So you're just rooting for them to lose so you can say it on the Internet. Bill, are you aware your love affair with our $8.25 million playmaking second-line winger would be over if any GM would take his full salary? I don't know. All right, you realize Voracek's a second-line winger because we needed to use a first-liner on the second line to make the second line better, right? Like, he's not where he is in scoring. You can't call a guy. All right, let's look at the exact number here. Let's look at the number because, Jesus... You people blame the wrong people. It has nothing to do with Jake Voracek, why this team isn't winning right now. Yeah, Jake Voracek, 75 points, uh, one less than Sidney Crosby. So unless you're going to call Sidney Crosby a second-line center, um, yeah, your argument doesn't really hold up. Uh, he's got six more assists than Sidney Crosby, who's one of the best playmakers of all time. Um, it, it, it's crazy to talk about Jake Voracek the way you do. I hope you know that. Uh, if some GM were to take his full salary and the Flyers were to better allocate that money, I'd have no problem with it. I don't know how you'd upgrade. I don't know who you could go out and get who would be an upgrade over Jake Voracek because you'd need to do something with that $8 million. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not married to any player. I'm not married to any single one player. You know, Mike Richards is my favorite player of all time. They traded him. I said, see you later. And Jeff Carter's a 40-goal scorer. We wave goodbye to him. All this stuff happens. I watched this team trade Eric freaking Lindros. I'm not married to anybody. I'm just telling you, it's going to be damn near impossible to upgrade over Jake Voracek, who is a first-line winger. They're playing him on the second line so that the second line has the puck more. Have you noticed how since they put Nolan Patrick and Jake Voracek together – all of a sudden, Nolan Patrick looks like the guy we wanted him to look like all year. Oh, man, can't believe you know, Nolan Patrick really not looking the way we thought he would, taking him with the second overall pick. They put him with Jake. Oh, man, all that bus talk was crazy. Jesus, this guy's an animal. Why do you think that is? Nolan Patrick's going to be an excellent player, and he's really coming into his own. Jake Voracek is really, really bringing that along. Hurt me, Sanheim got a penalty. I'm so glad he's back up, but I hope Hack doesn't hack him for it. Uh, the fact that he got back out on the ice with the all 21-year-old line is, like, kind of encouraging to me that after he took the penalty, he wasn't stapled to the bench. Um, so hopefully that says... The way this roller coaster season is going, I wouldn't put it past us to get a few wins down the stretch where we get goals in the game's last few minutes or less uh, to win and help us push into the playoffs. It wouldn't surprise me either because this has been a season of streaky play. Also, for all the talk of more ice time for Lawton, he struggled of late too. Uh, it's not just the glue guys. It's a lot of struggle outside of the top six. Oh, absolutely. Um, but one of the things I will say about Lawton's struggles is that he's I, – I, 
I think it's the same that we've seen with all these guys. Put them with better players, and their results will be better. Uh, as a center, you hope he can anchor a fourth line, but I just think he would be getting much better results with Raffle and Simmons. Hextall sent McDonald down to the Phantoms his first year as GM, and I thought it was a sign of the end of McDonald, but now it looks like he'll be here for the next two years. Vet leadership and all, bummer. Uh, Andrew McDonald is a fine third-pairing defenseman. The problem is they're just not using other guys ahead of him. Um, hopefully that changes. Maybe uh, maybe we get to see Phil Myers sooner than we thought. Hopefully next year Sanheim is here all year and we forget all about this uh, this this half of a season where he was, you know, banished back to the AHL and he got scratched a bunch of times. Um, hopefully that moves him up. Hopefully Haig takes a step forward. Sam Moran is not waiver exempt next year. So you either have him here and he plays, have him here and he sits, or trade him. Those are your options with Sam Moran now. Maybe we get to see him. Um, you know, Hopefully, it's just the natural progression that moves McDonald down the depth chart. And then if you have a vet who's eh as your sixth defenseman, it's not killing you because most sixth defensemen aren't good. And you're using your other guys who can skate and move the puck in roles where they'll be able to take advantage of those skills with other players that they can play off of better. Um, McDonald out there, the team clearly seems to like him. Uh, I don't have as big of a problem with I do, with him as I do is the usage of Brandon Manning, who just seems like a replacement level player, and that's it. I, I don't see what he brings other than uh, they'll be losing three nothing. He'll be minus two, and in the last five minutes, he gets in a fight to show you his grit. Yeah. Let's talk positive first. Second, G is killing it. So is Jake. Everyone looks a little better. Uh, looks a little. Everyone looks like a better team than we did last year. Uh, we know we aren't winning the cup. We just need to get into the playoffs. And you never know if you're going to win the cup or not. I don't, you know, obviously it would be a real stretch. It would be a real stretch to say this team is a legitimate cup contender. Um, but when you get in, crazy shit happens. Say someone takes out, someone, say, say Tampa Bay loses in the first round. The East is wide open. That the East is wide open at that point. It, lots of you know, like the way Montreal, Montreal, took care of the Penguins and the Capitals in 2010. You never know. No, you can't count on these things happening. But to get into the playoffs is an accomplishment for a team that is in this kind of retooling, rebuilding, trying things out with a 19-year-old second line center with a you know his one of his wingers is a rookie fifth round pick. Your top pair is Ivan Provorov and Shane Gostisbehere, guy in his second, third year in the league. You know, it would be a good accomplishment for this team to get into the playoffs, and I believe they could win a round. And if you can win a round, you can win two. And if you're in the Eastern Conference Finals, then what? You know, oh well, they're not winning the cup now. Like, I'm just saying, it, it's not a bad thing to just get into the tournament. Do you think Vorobiev is a legit top prospect? Um, I don't think he's supplanting Couturier or, excuse me, Couturier or Patrick, but I think he could seriously 
help your depth, which is one of the big issues for this team is if you need a legit three slash four C, uh, there it is right there. Especially the way they're using Philpola. If you're going to use Vorobiev in that, oh yeah, we're going to stick him with, say, Raffle and Simmons in a shutdown role. I think he'd be very effective in that. Hextall has everyone snowed. He keeps saying patience and patience. It's been four years. Right, but you realize, like, to start, like, what this team was four years ago, it's impossible to turn around. Like, Sanheim is just now ready. Like, I, I just don't think you uh, – it's not football, guys. Most players don't come in right away and are ready to dominate. Like, they had the second overall pick this year, and it took them half the season just to get acclimated. Like, it's, it, it takes a while. It hasn't been four years. It's really been, like, two since we saw Shane Goss' bear come up. It's really the first time they started using, like, you know, legit young players. They, they didn't have them before that. He had to rebuild the farm system pretty much entirely uh, because who, were, who, who was here before, uh, who, like, Ghost and Moran. That was it. Moran still isn't here. Um he had to completely rebuild the prospect pool before he was able to actually get started and get moving in the other direction. The playoffs are a different animal. Look at last season. One guy took Ottawa to the Eastern Conference final. Just get in. That is the mantra. Absolutely. Ottawa is terrible, and they were not good last year either. They got some good goaltending, and Eric Carlson went nuts, and they get to a Game 7 overtime against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Eastern Conference final. We were a dead last team years ago uh, going into the playoffs and beat Pittsburgh. Yeah. No 23-man roster, Bill. After the deadline, there's no limit. Um, I don't remember what I was talking about when I said that. We need Hag as the most hitting defensive player in the league. I don't think we do. I mean, he's not. He's okay. Again, third-pair defenseman. This year, I think he's got a higher ceiling than that, but he's not doing a ton for you. I'd rather have him than Manning absolutely 100% all day, but I don't think he's the reason we lost tonight. Didn't they use the timeout at one point? Didn't they? No, I don't. Remember. I thought they used their timeout for something tonight. As much as we talk about speed and for good reason, the Flyers are losing their physical edge. Losing puck battles is the most clear example, but also seems like they are more often on the wrong side of the big hits than we used to. And when we used to get the big hits, we used to lose. To win battles, you know what you do? Get to the puck first. Be the fastest team. I miss Gudis. I think we've seen getting back to the more physical Gudis, though. I will say I've had a little more confidence in him lately. What What are you doing, Riley? My dog just messing with my tent here. Yeah. 
Hey, Gudis is the third pairing would be ideal. Let Manning learn in the press box with a veteran like Oduya. Wouldn't hate it. Um, I just think and then you're in a Hague McDonald third pair. I want Sanheim with Gudis. That's where they had some success together earlier in this season. But um, I don't know if yeah, Hague McDonald doesn't necessarily excite me. It's a fine third pair. Hey, Gudis, I don't know. Uh, I like utilizing Haig where he can play both sides. That's a thing, too. So I'm, I'm not sure what I would do at this point other than just get the players out there and rotate them as you see fit. Crosby wins how many draws? Are you still – but he has the same number. Uh, face-offs. Talking to me about face-offs. Look at the teams who lead the league in face-off percentage. Like Voracek's a winger. He doesn't take face-offs. He does all the things Crosby does other than score goals. Like, he's a playmaker. I don't know how else to explain it to you. If you think this team could upgrade from Jake Voracek, I would like to see a list of players you want to bring in for him because you have to replace that production. You can't just get rid of him and say, oh, we have $8 million. This dude is nuts. How many goals does Crosby have this year? Like 23 to Voracek 16. So, like, really not, not, not a big difference at all, really. Lack of production from third and fourth lines are what's killing this team right now. They can't chip in with anything, and McDonald is awful these last ten games. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's the same story with this team. This team has the personality of their coach and GM, lifeless. I don't. I mean, first of all, the GM like came comes out. You came out of his net and beat the shit out of people during his career. I don't know where you're getting that lifelessness from. Um, the personality of the team, like, did they look lifeless when Wayne Simmons scored the tying goal? Like, they just didn't make plays tonight. But to draw conclusions like, oh, they're lifeless. They're still in a playoff spot, guys. If they were lifeless, they'd beat Buffalo. Can we talk about something more positive for 30 seconds? Does Allison challenge for a spot next year? Even if Frost is another year away, does he uh, slot in at center or move to wing? I, th I mean, I would love to see um, Morgan Frost slot in at, at, at center because it's the most important position, and it would be awesome to have that kind of talent as you're, like, basically 3C. Um, I wonder if they want to move him to, uh, to wing just because of his size and kind of, you know, protect him out there. Uh, the way they protect Giroux and Konechny. Um Allison, I seriously doubt, and is ready to challenge next year. You know how many wingers have more points than Jake Voracek since he became a flyer? Four. Kane, Ovechkin, Wheeler, and Kessel. That's it. Uh, you can probably get any of those guys, too, so replacing that production will be real easy. Thank you, John. Voice of reason.
What happened to Gudis, man? He seems like he can't get the puck out of the zone ever. Yeah, he's like a bad passer. But I, I maybe I just didn't notice before how his clears just aren't nearly as good. I've always his passing has been an issue in his game since he's come here. Um, if it's not like a six foot pass to his partner or just a little touch pass to a to a to a forward breaking out, it's it's an adventure. Uh, he's he's not a good passer, but it just seems like his complete handling of the puck uh, in his own zone has has deteriorated. When is all this depth going to be in the NHL? Soon, man. And they'll have more cap space soon, which means you can go out and add, you know, a player who will have an impact. When you have no cap space, you can't add players who make an impact. You're forced to go out and go, oh, yeah, I think uh, Dale Weiss and Boyd Gordon are nice, uh, you know, they're nice uh, bargains. You know, we can get good value for cheap-ass players. Um now that you're going to be looking at having some cap space this summer and the following summer, you can actually go out and add players who can make an impact where you have holes on the roster uh, before you had to try to fill holes on, uh, you know, at a discounted rate. Plus you'll have young kids pushing for roster spots. We need Medvedev back. Uh, I think Medvedev is still facing some uh, possession charges here. I think he had to. I think he had to go back. Hextall is focused almost exclusively on rebuilding the system. That's part of why it's taking so long. Yes, when you when your cupboard is empty, you can't just start making dinner with nothing. I go, yeah, I got this uh, this empty mug in my phone. Let's, um, let, oh, like, uh, you know, that's not going to be dinner. Uh, like, you actually have to acquire some players first. Bill, any thoughts on the signings of Sushko and Twarensky? Um Love Maxime Sushko. No, I know I absolutely love those Belarusian guys. Uh, they're my boys. Um, anytime you can get these kids into the organization, get your hands on them. I'm, I'm happy about it. Uh, don't want to lose their rights, especially for an older guy. Uh, just happy to, happy to have more and more pieces being added, uh, you know, to the organization, because that's another part of it. You're eventually going to have so many prospects. They are already kind of in this territory, uh, this summer, next season, when you're really looking to make your push, um, you have so many pieces. You're never, ever going to see them all in the NHL. You'll be able to make moves to go outside of the organization, not just in free agency, but in trades. When you need to add a piece, you have all the picks, all the prospects in the world to be able to go out and get something done. I'm not saying you always want to get into bidding wars because cover can go bare real quickly if you do it that way. But if something becomes available, um, when the time is right, you can go out and get it. Gudis was a turnover machine tonight. Would rather see him sit than Manning. Um, 
I just think Gudis has more upside, but you need I want him out there. That's it's one of the reasons I want him with Travis Sanheim is you are able to mask his biggest flaws if you have him with a guy who can handle the puck, who can create, uh, who can make stretch passes, who's comfortable uh, with the puck coming back to him from his partner uh, and doing things like that, orchestrate the breakout. Uh, I think Gudis has more upside than Manning, but at this point, no, Gudis hasn't been good for a little while. I think the last couple of games we've started to see the physical Gudis return, and physical Gudis is the best Gudis, but. Um, at this point, you know, outside of Ghost Provorov and now Sanheim, everyone's eligible to uh, to take a seat as far as I'm concerned. I will take a Sanheim Gudis pairing, just no more Manning is the goal. I feel you. Haig doesn't seem to get pushed around on the boards and seems to stop the cycling. He can. He also, to me, loses leverage in front of the net a lot, which uh, which which has been an issue for this team's net front defense. But I like his physicality. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy watching Robert Haig do those things. Uh, I just wish he had a little bit less McDonald in him, just a little bit less, a little bit more aggressive on the zone entries and, um, you know, his offensive game is coming along. Uh, the passing, he's had added a couple goals lately. Uh, that's coming along, I think, as he gains confidence and experience. Uh, that'll be an added element to his game. Um, to me, for a guy who, you know, his claim to fame at this point is all the hits he makes, he can't be getting, uh, he can't be getting boxed out in front of the net as much as he does. Who needs a penalty kill when you have Andrew McDonald? Uh, Ottawa is up 5-3 to three on Florida. Well, that's positive. Watch German Roofstab play the other night against the St. John Sea Dogs. Big body, net presence. Yeah, um, another guy. I think he's going to slot in, you know, as a good, you know, hopefully third-line winger at this point, but... If you have like a like a Frost Rubsov kind of uh, trying to reconnect, did we lose? Okay, we're back. Um, if you have like a you know Frost Rubsov kind of thing going on where you have some offense and defense, uh, maybe a bit more of a fluid bottom six. I wouldn't hate that at all because right now I love the top two lines so much. Um, I'm so focused on uh, this third and fourth line. Uh, if if you're able to have a, a mix there, uh, that'd be good. But I again, Rubsov is a. Uh, I don't see him in the NHL next year. Like you said, have to be on the pucks in their own end. Clear this. Have to be fast on the puck. Pucks in their own end. Clear the zone. Game-winning goal was direct result of that getting beat and not recovering in their own end. Horrendous PK, but that's how it's been all year. Yeah, it's. Uh, I just think they need to utilize more of their speed and skill on defense. It's not just mucking and grinding and blocking shots down there. I think uh, you, you look what Vegas does and how they utilize their speed in all three zones. I think that's more of the formula.
Everyone complains about the missed clear and the game-winning goal, but give credit, uh, give Pebbles credit. He was a beast tonight. He played well tonight, and they've put him in a situation where um, they ask him to do what he does well, skate. Just go out there and skate, kid. Um, and that's and that's what Vegas asks pretty much everyone to do. Why doesn't Hack shorten his bench at the end of games? Um, I think he does to some degree, but when you're looking at, say, like tonight, four or so minutes left, um, uh, under four, after they give up the goal. So under two minutes left, um, you put the kids out there because you want that last shift with, with the guys who have produced in this league before. I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I don't understand why he uses – I just I, – I don't think it's the end of games that's an issue. I think the – I think the results show themselves by the end of the game, but when you're using Philpola against the other team's, you know, top, one of their top two lines, and then that line makes the play at the end of the game, this was an issue all game. It's just now, you know, we don't have time to make up for it. Now that it's two and a half minutes left and, you know, game's over. We don't have a whole game to make up for the mistake of, uh, of that matchup. Frost has been scoring filthy goals all year. Uh, anyone who is, hasn't been keeping their eye on Morgan Frost, this dude, he looks like Xavier Laflamme out there some nights. Could we put Sanheim with Provier Ghost? Uh, then the other could help Gudis. Third pair wouldn't be great, but better than nothing. Uh, I just hate to break up the Ghost-Proverov pair. What your um, – who's this, Brandon? Brandon Donegan, you are probably um, – you're pro- you might be on the right track there. I'm not willing to discount it. I just hate to break up that top pair. Uh, now that Sanheim is here, I'm more willing to um, – oh, wow, battery's dying. This is going – I got um, I can't find my charger. Here we go. This post game has gone longer than I expected the two guys. Uh, but that's good. I, I like hanging out with all you. Um, where was we? Uh, where was we? There we go, Bill. English. Uh, <laughs> Sandheim uh, with Provier Ghost, and then the other one could help Gudis. Yeah. Uh, I guess in that scenario, uh, what Charlie and I talked about a lot last year was the fact that um, Sanheim played on the right side quite a bit with the Phantoms. And it was our guess that maybe it was to prepare him to play with Provorov. Um, I wouldn't hate that. And then you'd have Ghost Gudis, uh, Provorov, Sanheim. That's probably your most complete top four you can put together right now. Uh, and then you're, I guess, Amac Haig is a third pair, isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, that's probably the best you can do out of your, out of your full six. I just am really, really not looking forward to breaking up Proverov and Ghost because I love them together so much.
Maybe save that idea for the playoffs. Maybe, Brandon. All right, guys, we're at like 55 minutes. Thank you so much for hanging out tonight. Uh, like I said, frustrating game, tough result. Uh, hopefully they come back. When are they playing again? Thursday. Uh, tonight was Vegas. They have two days off before they take on Columbus, and that's a huge game. Uh, they uh, they remain at home uh, before they go to Carolina on Saturday, and they need four points. That's uh, Let's say that. Let's say – they get four points uh, these next two games, and we just remain positive for the rest of the year. We will do that. If they get four points in the next two games, I will stay positive uh, for the rest of the season. All right, that's all I have for you tonight. Thanks for hanging out. We're going to record a new BSH radio tomorrow night at like 8 o'clock. You know, Monday's our typical recording day. They played tonight, so I'm hanging out with you. Uh, so we're recording a new show tomorrow. It'll be up on uh, be up on SoundCloud shortly after we're finished. Um, trying to think what else we have going on this week. I will be back for post game on Thursday, so I'll be hanging out with you then. Thanks for hanging out, everybody. Take it easy. Go Flyers. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>